We read again from Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, the exact same passage of scripture that we read this morning. This entire passage of scripture is four sentences. Two of those sentences uh, are a, a direct quote of Jesus, and of course, the preceding verses are just two sentences that tell us some things about what's going on. And Matthew gives us a lot of information in just two sentences before, of course, uh, Jesus begins to speak. Matthew chapter 9, beginning at verse 35. Would you stand as the scriptures read, please? Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the power behind this passage of scripture, for the challenge for us to become the answer to our prayer for laborers in the harvest. Help us each one here tonight and through the weeks ahead in our church to find our place in your plan. Help us, Father, to get a good look at Jesus tonight. And Father, as we look at Jesus, help us, of course, to thank him for who he is and, and what he does. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Matthew summarizes, first of all, the Lord's busy preaching ministry when he says in just one sentence, then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Now, he says this, he went through all the cities and Villages. Now, Matthew pinpoints the area back in chapter 4, verse 23, with a similar passage of Scripture, a similar statement that Jesus went through all of Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom. So we understand that Jesus is continuing his preaching ministry through all of Galilee. Now, we need to put this into perspective of just what kind of area this is. Galilee, according to uh, several scholars, and it's about approximate, because if you look at it in your map in the Bible, it may be a little bit different 10 miles one way or another. But Galilee is 40 miles wide when you look at it in the Scripture. Now, 40 miles wide is about from Magnolia to El Dorado, right? 40 miles wide. And it's 70 miles long, north and south. Now, I always have to get it into perspective, so I put it in my, my map uh, gizmo on my phone to find out from Haynesville to Prescott is about 70 miles. So if you have an area from Haynesville all the way up to Prescott, from Magnolia all the way over to El Dorado, that's how big Galilee is. Now, that's a long way. So we understand, well, he just went around Galilee. That's a, a pretty big place. Galilee at the time, according to Josephus, who was a Jewish historian who actually wrote around the time that
that Jesus lived. The region of Galilee, according to the Jewish historian, had about 200 cities and villages. Now, it says here, cities and villages. What's the difference? Well, when you look at it in the scripture, in the original language, a city had a wall around it. It was a little bit bigger and would have a wall around it for protection. A village would be smaller and had no wall. Jesus preached in all of them. Now, Josephus said that of these 20, I mean 200 cities and villages, that not one of them had less than 15,000 inhabitants, which you can do the math and you realize the region of Galilee had about 3 million people at the time. It was populated with about 3 million people. And that was the region where Jesus went with his busy preaching schedule. And it says he went to all the cities and villages. Now, if Matthew was just guesstimating, of course he, being an eyewitness, he was there. He went to all of them. That meant he went to 200 of them. Now, we don't know exactly how long the Bible scholars kind of block off the ministry of Jesus in the different months and different preaching campaigns. We know that he was very busy to get around to all of them, even in a pretty long period of time. Now, let's look at his schedule. What did he do? He said he was teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. That's two different activities here. First of all, he was teaching in the synagogues. You would go to a Jewish town, and the center of the town and the center of all the town activities was the uh, synagogue. Synagogues were formulated when the Jewish people were scattered all over the world at the Babylonian captivity in, in Assyria. And that, there were no synagogues before that time. Everything revolved around the temple. Everybody lived within about 100 miles of the temple. So all the worship revolved around the temple. There were no other meeting places of worship. When they were scattered, any Jewish town that had 10 Jewish men would formulate a synagogue. And, of course, it was the place of worship, it was the town hall, and it was the courthouse. It was pretty much the the nucleus of anything that went on in the town. Typically, it was going to be located on a hill or by a river. And it was always identified by a very tall pole that was placed by the synagogue. That way, anywhere in town that you were, you could tell where the synagogue was. If you went to a town... You were new in town, you were a traveler, all you'd have to do is come to the city limits and you could look up and see the tallest pole in town. That was the synagogue. So when Jesus went to the synagogue, he was going to the most frequently visited, easily identifiable place in town. The synagogue met on the Sabbath day and on Monday and on Thursday the main meeting on Sabbath day. The order of service went like this. They would start off with songs, song service. This is not a new invention. They would song, start off with the song service and testimony time. And people, of course, would sing and they would testify. Then they'd have a prayer. Then they would have a reading from the law. The reading from the law would be the first five books of the Bible. Then after that, they would have another reading from the prophets, 
Now, they would do more than just read from the prophets. This is where someone would get up and read the prophets and make commentary, just more or less like we preach. So that's when they would get the commentary and the sermon and the, the uh, explanations and the interpretation, and they would read from the prophets. And of course, there is a uh, phrase or an expression that was called the freedom of the synagogue. The freedom of the synagogue was this. Any qualified man could stand up and read from the prophets and do an interpretation. And so this was what was happening. If you want to look in Luke chapter 4, verse 16, we read through here and we realize this was a customary practice. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. So he came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. As his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when it opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, and set at liberty those who are oppressed, and proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. Because this was the time for the explanation, the commentary, the interpretation. And then Jesus said, today, this scripture, is fulfilled in your hearing. That was the interpretation. That was the explanation. Everybody was looking at him, and he said, the prophet Isaiah was talking about me. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth, and they said, isn't this Joseph's son? And if you continue reading, it didn't turn out well. Jesus began to preach the truth to him, and they pretty much ran him out of town. And he said, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country. But this is exactly what Jesus would do every time he would go to town. He would go to the synagogue, and they would welcome him in the synagogue because his fame had gone about. And so anytime he went to the synagogue on a worship day, they would hand him the prophet, and he would expound from the prophet. Now, that's one thing that he did. It says that he preached in those teeth, he taught in the synagogue, and he preached the gospel of the kingdom. Now, he taught in the synagogue according to this format, and it always had to do with the Old Testament prophets. But then he preached the gospel of the kingdom. That happened out of the synagogue. Now, where would this happen? Happened anywhere. Happened everywhere. And when you read through the Gospels, you realize Jesus is proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom on the street, uh, on the marketplace. You remember the parable of the sower sowing the seed, the parable of the soils, the good ground and the, the bad ground, the stony ground? Scholars say that the way that those verbs are structured, 
that Jesus was probably standing beside a field pointing their attention to the guy who was scattering the seed. Had his own ready object lesson going. Went by the lake sometimes. And he went to high hills. There were several times where Jesus went up to the mountain and the people came to him. We have the Sermon on the Mount. And we have other times where it happened. He would go all these places. And here's why that was important. All those people couldn't fit in the synagogue. Because you remember several times, a couple of times, that it is recorded he would feed them and there were thousands upon thousands. No way they could fit in the small building of the synagogue. So where these people would come, he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom, which was the fact the Messiah is here. He would claim the gospel that the Messiah had come. And of course, we see the Lord's heart as Matthew puts it so eloquently. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. This term moved with compassion is used four different times in the Gospels. Also in the Gospels, four different times, it is recorded Jesus had compassion on somebody. So eight different times in the Gospels, the compassion of Jesus is highlighted. Now, in this passage of Scripture, it says that he had compassion because, and it goes, to, uh, Matthew goes to speak about their condition, their physical condition and their emotional condition. So Jesus was moved with compassion and it prompted him to act when he knew what they needed. There were several times where it says Jesus was moved with compassion and he healed people. We know of the time where Jesus told his disciples, I have compassion on these people because look at them. They've been with me three days and they're hungry. There's, and then they've had nothing to eat. I have compassion on them. So he knew at that time what they needed was food. And that's, of course, where we get the feeding of the 5,000. But here's an interesting passage. I want you to turn to Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6, verse 34. Mark chapter 6, verse 34. And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude. He was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. Watch this. And he began to teach them many things. What did they need? They needed his teaching. They needed the words from Jesus. He saw what they needed. So what did he do? He taught them many things. Matthew said he went into the synagogues, teaching in the synagogues, and then he went into all the cities and villages, 200 of them in Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Imagine, imagine Jesus coming to town and it says just in one sentence, he proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom, teaching them many things. Wouldn't we love to have been there and sat there? Because don't you wonder sometimes, man, I wonder what Jesus taught. I wonder what Jesus told them. It says he proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom. 
Wouldn't you like to know the sermons that he preached and the things that he taught when it says he taught them many things? And we might say, man, what I'd give to know what Jesus taught. Well, you know, all it takes is a little bit of time. Because fortunately, four men wrote a lot of it down. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew and John were with him. And of course, Mark got his information from Peter that was with him. And Luke said, I haven't heard much interviewed a lot of people. So right here, you have the eyewitness account. I was there. I was with him. And Matthew especially begins to set the stage of the people all around him. And he sat down and he taught them. And so we have the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew. And Luke, he has more parables than any others. So he began to talk to people. Tell me what he said. Tell me what he taught. And so we begin to write it down. So Jesus traveled through all these cities and he taught them many things. And we have them written down. And we can be there with these guys and walk with him and see what he did and hear what he taught. And all it takes, just a few minutes of opening it up. And then you can be there with Jesus too. Is there anything before we close? Let's stand be dismissed with a word of prayer. Thanks for coming.